Hey, this is Ashlyn, former co-host of the Top 10 Recovery Podcast, The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert. I have had my challenges, but I am also living proof that joy is possible, even when life does not go as planned. I'm excited to share with you real examples of living a life full of adventure, true healing, and freedom, no matter how messy life gets. Each episode, I will introduce you to someone I love and respect to talk about ways to be the buffalo and to face your storms in different areas of life. What are the benefits of a therapist who goes to therapy? I'm here with Candace, and we are, she's a therapist. Um, <laughs> let me introduce you to her. She is, um, she's a master's level psychologist. She's worked in jail and prison setting, as well as a crisis work, doing assessments at hospitals for people who are in a mental health crisis of some kind. She has experience working with suicidal ideation, depression, anxiety, and trauma. She recently started her own practice in June. She's a single mom of a little boy, and they live in Michigan. And um, I know Candace here from the internet. Yes. <laughs> so I, that's the great thing about the internet, right? Is it brings I people know. together. We mm -hmm. don't live anywhere near each other. And nope. we probably wouldn't have met otherwise. So thank you for being here and that we can do this. Yes. And thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So good, good, good. Okay. So Candace, <clears throat> tell, tell the audience a little bit about your story and I want you to include in there, what made you become a therapist? Yeah. So, um, I have been a therapist for 14 years and what started, what, what got me started was a high school class. I took, um, a psychology class. And, um, I just remember being incredibly fascinated with the idea that like there are reasons that people think the way they think or act the way they do. And I just wanted to know more about that. And I also have always been somebody that I, I really like to help people. It has never mattered to me very much about what that means. Um, but I really, I liked the idea that I could help people in a bigger way by listening to them which was something I always have enjoyed doing. I was always the friend that could listen. <laughs> and so, um, so that's kind of where like my interest started. Um, and from that moment on, I knew like, I'm going to go to school to be a therapist. And um, in those 14 years, I didn't always actively practice as a therapist. There was a period of time that I was a military spouse and we were moving from state to state. And you have to get licensed in each state and it can be kind of a rigorous process and not one that I was overly interested in doing at that time for a lot of different reasons. And so, but I did have a health and fitness online um, coaching uh, business, which is how you and I yeah, met. We're both, we were both doing that. Yeah. Yes. And as you know, there is definitely some therapy that's going on in those settings but, too. That they are not paying for it, but it is happening. <laughs> but it is happening. Yes. So, um, so I did that. Um, then I, um, I lived in Illinois and that was kind of my last stop until I moved back to Michigan. Um, I did go through a divorce in that time and then started to actively practice again when I returned back to Michigan. So that's a little bit about, that's like 
a very, very short version. <laughs> yes, of course. I'm like, fit it into one paragraph, your right. whole life. <laughs> um, so how long have you been uh, divorced? I have been divorced since uh, 2019. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I remember, because um, we were connected even then. Yes. And, and mm-hmm. seeing you walk through that. So yeah. it's, it's really, um, I love seeing people shift. And so it's fun for me to see when I got to know you, where you were, and then in the crisis, and then now where you are, where you're really just beaming and and in a great place. So thank you for being here and for sharing that. So, yes. Okay. Uh, How did you feel? I mean, you were, you were drawn to going to becoming a therapist, but how did you feel when you actually went to therapy the first time? Did you love it? Were you uncomfortable? Yeah. I, I, so the first time I went to therapy was actually in college. Um, I had a huge load of classes. I I totally did it to myself, which is, if you know me, we do that. (laughs) Yes. That's very normal for me. Um, I, and I had a lot of anxiety about all of it. (laughs) So I decided to see a therapist, um, just through my school and I was pretty nervous about it, but, um, after that first session, I felt like that was really cool that she doesn't really know anything about me except what I'm telling her. <laughs> and <laughs> there's like freedom in that sort of, cause you, there's nobody else like that in your life. And so, um, I really enjoyed that, but yeah, the first, I remember the first session, I was pretty nervous, not really knowing what to expect. And what I got was someone who was very kind and very willing to listen and, and help me. So that was my, that was my first experience with therapy. Okay. I feel like you lucked out in that department. Yes, I I hear more just sad stories, Mm. you know, going to therapy for the first time and, and just going, walking away saying, Oh God, hang on. (laughs) Unfortunately, someone's at my door. Oh, okay. Barking. Um, anyways, this is the life of the single mom who's trying to work and has oh. a dog. Uh, sorry. Yeah, um, I, I get it. I totally, I, know I don't, do. I don't have the dog, but yes, I get it. <laughs> it's this extra child. It's all the time. Okay. Yeah. Um, but going to therapy for the first time and then walking away and being like, that was dumb. I didn't mm-hmm. like that. That didn't work. I did There were weird or that felt so uncomfortable to feel, um, in fact, one time I had a girl in group who, in my group, it's not therapy, but we're doing some, you know, similarities to therapy, yeah. um, but more skill set and accountability is what it is. And um, she said, that was the worst month of my life. I hated oh. doing group. And I was like, tell me more. And it was the feeling she, she pushed so much feeling down. She didn't want to feel. And when you go to therapy, mm-hmm. what are we, I mean, the first thing that I remember being asked at therapy was, what do you feel? And for someone who has zero idea how to feel, right? that's like a loaded question that I just felt <laughs> completely shut down. Mm-hmm. So for me to love therapy like I do now and mm-hmm. choose to go is pretty incredible from like, I was in the, the camp of therapy is stupid and it's for people who are broken and I'm not broken. Mm-hmm. I'm perfect. <laughs> like I yes. just wanted to look good and want people to think I was doing all the things great mm-hmm. when inside I was just like, oh my gosh what is my life? Yeah. So I love that you had a good first experience. Um, 
Okay. So as you have done therapy throughout your life since then, what are some of the shifts that you saw? Let's push pause on that conversation because I want to give you a minute to go subscribe to my new podcast where men and women are following me on This Is Ashlyn. We're still talking recovery, but it's in a more digestible way. It's everyday life skills. All right, back to the show. So I've gone to therapy a few different times for various reasons throughout my life. Um, Probably the past three years has been the time I've gone most consistently. Um, And I, and the shift that I saw was um, that, that idea of, you know, especially when we're in crisis, like we feel very, um, like we're, we're very angry where we don't understand what's going on. We're confused and you just want a right answer. At least that's what I wanted. Um, and going to therapy helped me shift that to like, there isn't a right answer, but there can be peaceful consequences to what's happening here. And, um, that's probably, I think that has been like my most recent shift. And also there was a shift in the way that I communicated with people. Cause even though it's my job to communicate with people every day in your personal life, like you're still a person (laughs) and you still have feelings about people. And, and I learned though, like what is, I remember one of the biggest takeaways I've had is what is my purpose in communicating right now? And that was a really big shift in my relationships with other people. Um, Those are probably the two biggest things I would say. I'm sure there's more if I thought about it, but yeah. I want to, I want you to expand on what you just said, because I Mm -hmm. think that was deeper than maybe anyone realizes but the purpose behind what you're um, sharing when you're, or when you're communicating, say more about that. Yeah. Um, so one of, so I can, t- um, I, I don't mind sharing this. I, so one of the biggest shifts was, I remember my uh, therapist, she's like, she said to me, when we talk to somebody expecting something from them, that is called manipulation. And I was like, well, I'm not, no, 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 no. (laughs) Don't label me that. (laughs) Um, I'm not doing that. (laughs) And I remember like we had, and I'm not a confrontational person really, but we had a confrontation (laughs) and, um, and I, and I walked away from that session feeling like very defensive and frustrated, but I thought about it and I, and, (laughs) and I went back to her the next week and I said, you know, I was really mad at you. that you said that to me. She goes, I know you were. <laughs> and she's so gracious with me. And, um, and I said, but I understand what you're saying. And, um, and, and so, because you are trying, like, you think like, oh, I'm being kind and I'm trying to understand. And it's, it's that communication is, it's letting go of that. It, am I communicating simply to express how I feel? that's good. That's okay. Um, and then anything beyond that, like you have to kind of see like, what is my purpose? What is my intention in speaking with this person? And that helped me immensely at, I mean, I'm still, I'm not perfect at that. I still make lots of mistakes, but it's, it's that letting go of, of that idea. 
that we can change something about someone by telling them they need to change. Oh my gosh. <laughs> can we tell all of Facebook that? Because <laughs> you know, I know, right? <laughs> can we just right here, everyone stop posting your views and expecting people to change. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> I love that. And it's one of those, like you said, we know these things, we learn the skill and then you have to keep practicing it in order mm -hmm. for it to keep working. Right. And so sometimes we mm -hmm. forget, um, yeah. but just hearing you describe it, the way you describe it, sometimes we have to hear things 10 times before we're like, mm -hmm. that makes sense. So yes. I thank you for expanding on that because I hope it was a little bit of a clicking aha moment for people to just step back. Where am I, where am I doing that in my life? Mm -hmm. um, kids. I mean, we could do it as parents, as partners, yes. as friends, whatever. So, um, okay. Uh, how did you feel? You said you've been going more recently as a therapist, mm -hmm. um, to therapy. How does that feel? Do you feel, um, weird saying, Hey, I'm a therapist also looking for a therapist. Honestly, no, I don't at all. <laughs> um, I like practically ran to therapy <laughs> um, when I started realizing like I'm way out of my depth with what's going on in my life right now. <laughs> and so, no, I, I was, I think like, yeah, we, there was like an initial conversation and like by that afternoon, I'm, I was looking up therapists. <laughs> and so I, um, I've never felt weird about it because to me, like, why wouldn't I, I'm, I'm advocating that people go to therapy because I'm a therapist, but I also completely accept that I am not perfect. I have my own biases. I have my own struggles, all of that. And I think it's a, I think you, you should go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, that's just my, you know, obviously my opinion, but it's definitely there in times of crisis, but it can also be there just as like a maintenance thing yeah. of like, can I check in and see how I'm doing right now? Yes. Yeah. Which was my therapy session yesterday. And mm -hmm. just like, Hey, this is what I'm doing here how do we feel about it? <laughs> like, yes. make sure call me out because I want to make sure that if I'm not seeing something mm -hmm. that you, you are telling me this. And so it's someone that's not biased. They're, they're really just watching us as we go along Our patterns. They know, you know, mm -hmm. things that we don't see. So, right. um, I love that. And I, I interview my therapist for myself <laughs> and for my kids, because I uh -huh. will not go to someone who does not practice what they preach, mm -hmm. which so, I think is awesome that you do that. <laughs> well, I practice what I preach. Like right. everything I talk about, I do. Mm -hmm. I don't say, Hey, go work out and then go sit on the couch and go, yep. Glad they're working out. Like, no, I go checking it on them as you're like in your third Netflix. Binge. Yes. No. And I also, like you said, I'm not perfect. And so when right. I ask, Hey girls in group, are you numbing out? How, what's your scale of numbing out every day? It's because mm -hmm. I do the same thing. We have to check ourselves. Yeah. And so I love that. And I've always been a big, I mean, I run group on Wednesdays at lunch. Mm -hmm. And guess where I go right after? And all my girls know, like I sit there and I help them mm -hmm. and facilitate group. And then I say, okay, guys, now the helper needs to go get help. I'm off to yes. therapy yes. every Wednesday. And so mm -hmm. 
I used to be like, oh, will people not trust me if they know I go to therapy still? Like I'm not healed. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe there is a healed. And no. like you said, it can be a tool in crisis or it can be hey, maintenance mode, especially mm-hmm. for me and probably for you, like single mom, I don't have someone to come home to and just talk about my day with. Right. And right. I can talk to my friends, but they're going to have some biases. And exactly. So it's helpful for me to go with a lot of intention to therapy each week. I have a, a note saved in my phone called narratives for therapy. Oh, and, yeah, that sounds cool. It is. And it's a checkbox. So when I do it, I check it off. And then Mm -hmm. after therapy, I journal of like, here's my takeaways. Here's some of the solutions that I found or connections Mm -hmm. that I made. And so I'm going in with a lot of intent and I'm leaving with a lot of like, okay, I didn't just do nothing. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you can go to therapy and feel like that was such a waste of time and money. Mm -hmm. And so part of it falls on us as the, you know, client to say, Hey, I have a purpose here. And I, yeah. and like what you said of being really open and honest, you made me mad last week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's, I think it's so important. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you probably hear that as a therapist as well, mm-hmm. but you should be getting mad at therapy. Sometimes you should mm-hmm. be getting called out sometimes because yeah. otherwise you're just wasting your own time, not growing. Right. And, and it's, it's this, I think when you're going to therapy, like it's, it's a sign of like a, of a good therapist when they, they know like when there's a time to like, listen and listen and support. (laughs) And then there's a time to gently confront and, and, you know, like it's this back and forth. Um, so yeah, there's, it's good. It's good to have a therapist that does that for you. Yes. Okay. Um, I have another question. Um, what is it like, I mean, you're listening to people in their crisis mm-hmm. and you, you know, you're having to what compartmentalize, go home and separate those <clears throat> things. Mm-hmm. Therapy is probably giving you a great tool for that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what is that like as a therapist? Um, there's times when it's, there's times when it's hard, um, especially like, at, um, as you had mentioned, like I've, because I've worked in some pretty extreme settings, um, I have heard and seen some really, um, a lot of people might even call them like disturbing things. (laughs) Um, and you know, and so there's times when I'm absolutely seeing someone at their very worst moment. And I would say those are the days when it's hard, um, because I, I am someone who like, I, I don't just close it off. Like when I come home, like it sometimes it takes me a minute to like, just kind of take a breath. And, and also like, you know, especially when you see someone in that, in that state of, I feel so badly that this is, this is what's happening for them. And, um, and so, yeah, it's, there are times when it's hard. There are times though, that it is incredibly rewarding um, I can think of people that I've talked to and they shared with me um, things that they have either never shared with anybody or when they shared them, it was not received well. Mm-hmm. And giving someone that for just that, not only a listening ear, but a non-judgmental ear. The space. 
to just I mean it it like makes me a little teary-eyed thinking about it because you're giving someone like that is healing Mm -hmm. giving that to somebody and I I've actually had people say like thank you for not looking at me like I was crazy when I told you that or you know and I'm like well of course I wouldn't like it's okay I'm so glad you told me um so there's times when it's both. It's sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's rewarding. Um, and you also develop a very odd sense of humor as well. <laughs> so that is also helpful. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It, I, I love hearing it. I'm not a therapist. I've never claimed mm-hmm. to be one, but group. Yeah. I have to separate that. And I love, mm-hmm. I end up loving these women because mm-hmm. I mean, day one, we're like, okay, lay it on me. Let's get vulnerable. Yep. And we connect from day one. And so we may live thousands of miles apart, Mm -hmm. but you love these women Mm -hmm. and exactly what you're saying. It's a space where you can show up and be your worst and they still love you. And they're like, you're not crazy for staying. You're not crazy for leaving. Whereas sometimes (laughs) when we tell our friends or our family what, what's going on in our life, they're like, I can't, like, if I were in that situation, we always think we're going to be a certain way if it were me. But when you're right. in it, your life is not black and white. It is no. a crazy town and you mm-hmm. can't just make a decision like that. And sometimes people do, I guess, but for most of us, it's a, a painful decision to make, to stay, to go to, to right. whatever we do to show up. So, yeah, yeah, it's those, a lot of times we like to think, oh, it's just, it's these black and white decisions. And as we become adults, we realize like, no, there's actually a lot of gray and I just have to make the best decision that I can knowing the consequences of each one. Yeah. And it's hard. It's, it's challenging. And it's why, why people need therapists. Yes. <laughs> the world therapy for all. Yes. Um, and I love that. And, um, I'm grateful that you are one of those who oh, is doing you. their own work and who sees it as like, Hey, this is just a human issue. It's not a me. Like I'm not the only one. Um, it's a beautiful thing. I have had several therapists who come to my groups, which always is a little intimidating mm-hmm. because I'm like, why do you want to be in one of my groups? Like, I'm just, I'm not a therapist. What's going on? But <laughs> it's beautiful because they show up as their self. They do not show up as their therapist self. Yeah. And they're like, I need help too. This is, yep. I need a group. So <laughs> So much respect for you and for those out there who are doing the work and also helpers. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So any last words before I ask you the last question? I don't think so. You did did great. (laughs) Okay. Um, Okay. So tell me the question I ask everyone, what was your most recent be the Buffalo moment? Yes. Um, so my most recent be the Buffalo moment would have to be starting my practice, um, hands That's down a huge risk, especially single mom. Yeah. Oh yes. I mean, um, so a little bit of backstory on that. I, <clears throat> when I moved back to Michigan, it, things were just very chaotic. Um, you know, um, going through that divorce process, I was also living with my parents and, with my, with my, at the time, two-year-old son, and just basically trying to navigate in survival mode and, you know, got a job, um, 
you know, an eight to five job commute was long, moved to another job where things were, were a little bit better, but it still felt very chaotic to me. Um, and just trying to navigate all this, like transitioning into a single mother, um, you know, working full time when I had stayed at home, um, just trying to navigate all this. And thankfully, um, I did, I do have a great community of people around me too, that are helping me ultimately though, you're the mom, right? (laughs) And so, um, so I was like, this just isn't working. Like I, I can't do all this. So I started saving, um, a few months into my most recent job. Like I've got to, I'm making my exit. (laughs) And so, um, saved and saved and saved, got to a point where I'm like, okay, I think I can do this. And um, in June of this past year, I started my practice and it was so empowering to do that. Um, it was like, you know, it's like you take these little steps before you can take a big leap like that. And I remember like driving home from that last job which I was sad about because I worked with a really great team of women there. And there were a lot of things I really enjoyed about that job, but ultimately just wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, I drove home from that job and I just like could not stop smiling. Mm -hmm. And um, because I did this, I did this with help from others, but very much had to take that step by myself. Mm -hmm. And um, it was after going through all of that, it was such a great moment for me. And it's scary and very intimidating, like having your own practice and navigating all of that. Um, And there's stuff I don't get right (laughs) and still figuring out. Um, But I'm learning to ask for help when I need it and building that clientele and doing all of those things. And I love it. I love and it in a hundred percent feels like this is where I'm supposed to be right now. And I'm really, I'm really glad I did it. That's awesome. I'm proud of you. It's Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay. So where can the listeners find you? Yes. So I am on Instagram. Um, you can find me at hope rising, uh, Candace, M A L L P. That's the right. And um, you can also find me too on psychology today. If you look me up, if you live in Michigan, um, you can look me up and, um, and check up with availability that I have and things like that. But yes, I do have an Instagram account. Um, and that's where I'm most active at. Great. And I'll put that in the show notes so you can click on that and go right to her Instagram. How about that? Perfect. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for being here and for sharing. Um, hopefully there's some, some good takeaways for either the listener who maybe needs to get to therapy and is afraid to find a good therapist. Now mm-hmm. they feel like they maybe can have a better direction or the therapist who's saying, I need help. Yeah. So, yeah. Hopefully everyone can see therapy is amazing. I mean, look at us. <laughs> we're amazing. <laughs> We're doing great. We're doing great. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Thanks, Candice. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Thanks for being here with me today. Whether I was with you doing your dishes while you got ready or driving in your car. If you found a nugget in this episode, please take 30 seconds. You can click on the link below in the show notes and leave me a quick review over on iTunes. Or you can share on social media or shoot me an email. 
It offers me your support without you having to spend a dime or much of your time. Until next time, be the buffalo.